0: Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative, biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. I truly hope your day is a blessed day. And may you gain that much more understanding and knowledge of our great God and Father, who wishes nothing but the best for you, even though to us, sometimes it doesn't look the best. He has a plan and he wants us to walk in that plan. So I hope that's you today. Anyone who has been reading my blog for a bit knows that I love dogs. I can put up with cats, but I absolutely love dogs. I get them. I understand them, I think. And the more intelligent the dog, the more I get them. Now, in a previous post, I talked about our newly adopted dog, Scooby-Doo. If you haven't read that and are so inclined, feel free to get yourself up to speed on that article, and I've got it linked in the transcript. Now, I personally believe God created animals that humans, some of which that humans ultimately domesticated and became pets to enhance our lives. I know some folks are not animal lovers. And that's okay to each their own, but I personally believe that they are missing some wonderful blessings. Now, since adopting Scooby, we've learned a lot about him as he's acclimating himself to us and us to him. And I'm not sure what he went through for the first five months of his life before we adopted him, but I'm thinking not much of it was good at all, except for the boy in his life and possibly the boy's grandmother. Now, imagine being dumped on a dirt road as a two- or three-month-old puppy. You're scared. You're in a strange place. Your mom, your siblings, your birthplace are no longer around. You don't know what to expect. You see a young boy, and you kind of move over toward him. Maybe you're a little bit fearful and apprehensive, or maybe you run over. And fortunately, the boy takes you in. But his father is not enamored with the idea of having a puppy and sees you, the puppy, as the problem that he didn't want. Now, even though the boy likes Scooby and named him, the dad makes sure Scooby stays outside. And this was, unfortunately, during the winter months, the cold, wet winter months, when Scooby was apparently made to sleep outside under the open patio cover behind the barn. In the rain, the cold, the fog. All day long, Scooby the puppy wandered around waiting for his boy to return home who was at school. And as puppies will do, his curiosity tended to get him into things and that resulted in him being pelted with sticks by dad. So Scooby developed a healthy fear of dad and strange men in general. Now, the very first time I saw Scooby, as I mentioned previously, I marveled at what an intelligent pup he appeared to be. I'd never seen a dog with the depth of expression Scooby could have on his face. It struck me. Well, we ultimately adopted him and he became part of our family. And then Scooby adopted me. He loves to lay near me or under my desk while I write blog articles. Scooby always touches the person he is near. It seems like a must, often using our feet as a pillow. He's very affectionate, even with our other dog, Buster, and he also loves to play. Now, not long ago, we went on vacation and we took both dogs. We always take our dogs because we just don't like to leave them at home or in a kennel. And as we got ready to leave, and when I say leave them at home, I mean have someone come stay at our house with them. We'd prefer our dogs to be with us. And as we got ready to leave, we remembered Scooby had a fear of stairs that we had recently discovered. Oh, he'd walk up a few porch steps. But when we took him to other people's homes at their invitation, and they had stairs that had walls on both sides of the staircase going to a second story, he simply would not go up those stairs, even though he saw his quote unquote brother Buster go up those same stairs with ease. Scooby would instead sit nervously at the bottom. You could see that he wanted to go up, but he couldn't master the fear. Where'd that come from? No idea. We can guess, but we cannot know. Well, the problem was that on vacation, we had rented a house in PA not far from where my wife's sister lives. She's highly allergic to dogs and cats, so we couldn't stay there and bring our dogs. But the house is a two-story house with enclosed stairs going from the lower level where the kitchen and living room is to the bedrooms upstairs. So when we arrived, sure enough, Scooby would not go up the stairs to the bedrooms after entering through the kitchen downstairs. And the only solution we could come up with was to exit through the downstairs kitchen, go around to the exterior entrance on the second floor where the ground and the road was even with it. The driveway slanted down a very steep angle to the kitchen door. It was an old house built in the early 1900s into the side of a cliff or a hill, I should say. But of course, updated and renovated nicely. It was comfortable, but it was a bit comical to end each day going out the downstairs kitchen door to walk Scooby up the steep drive and around to the second story back door. But we did it. And in the morning, we would do the reverse to get Scooby down from the bedroom area to the kitchen and living room. Now, on the way home from PA, we stayed with my nephew and his wife and kids in North Carolina. They also have a two-story house, and we stayed in the basement area that had been converted into a very nice apartment. There was also a walled-in stairway that went from the basement area, the, the apartment, up to the main part of the house. And as you can guess, Scooby wouldn't use it. So once again, we went out the back door into their backyard, walked up the long rock stairs to the upper area, and then back into the house from there. It was interesting that Scooby only had a fear of an enclosed staircase. The outside patio rock stairs didn't bother him one bit. But over time, we were there for a number of days. Scooby began to relax about the stairs inside the house, from the basement to the upper area. And he was finally able to go up the stairs, but not necessarily down. I can only guess that enclosed stairs were a bad memory for him, but we gave Scooby the accommodations and spaces he needed, and he eventually got to the point of mastering stairs up and down. We didn't get angry or push him before that. We tried to cajole him with treats, but that didn't work, so we figured, well, he'd get there when he got there, and we didn't push him. And One thing I've noticed about Scooby is that he is extremely intelligent, very sensitive, I've honestly never seen a dog this quick to learn and this attentive to people. He has gone from growling at people he doesn't know, especially men, to wagging his tail when he sees strangers. He actually wants to go up to them. But knowing that some folks don't like dogs, we keep him at bay unless they ask us if they can pet him. We've tried also socializing him with stores like, you know, the hardware stores, Tractor Supply, and other places that allow dogs. And like our dog, Buster, we've used the same trainer for Scooby. What was remarkable about Scooby is how quickly he learned. His recall is very good. His obedience overall is great. And he instinctively seems to know what we mean when we tell him something as we point to the subject. For instance, when we say we are going for a drive, he immediately goes to one of our cars, looks at the door, jumps up a bit toward the handle and then looks back at us as if to say, hey, I know how to get in the car. I just can't do it. Is this, you know, let's go. If we're using the other car, we'll say, oh no, no, it's the other car and point to it. And he will run to that other car doing the same thing. When we finally start our trip, Scooby has to be up toward the front, checking out everything he can see with his front paws on the console between the front seat. Whereas Buster, an old hand at riding in the car, makes himself comfortable curled up on the back seat. So what is the point of this article, this episode? What is it? Is it simply to share or brag about Scooby, the dog the Lord clearly brought to us? Well, not really. The point is, that as I watch and interact with Scooby, I'm reminded of our relationship with God. And I mean that sincerely, not at all disrespectfully. There are lessons that I'm learning here. Even when Scooby killed five of our chickens the first week or so that we had him, though I was angry with him, I didn't abuse him. I didn't yell at him and certainly didn't hit him or throw him out of the house. I didn't throw anything at him. I wasn't happy, but I understand and understood at that point that he was merely a puppy. And to him, those chickens were toys to be chased around and played with. It was his nature. And we've worked diligently to correct that out of him, just as God works diligently with us to correct our problem areas without castigating or berating us. He does it out of love. And that's the approach I try to take with Scooby. The other night, my wife and I took our dogs on our regular evening walk along our dirt road. Well, as we walked, passing cows in fenced pastures on the left, I noticed two fawns up ahead to the right in an open field without a fence. And I also noticed Scooby had not yet seen them. Well, a few seconds later, he did see them, and he started to do what all dogs will do. He began moving very quickly toward the two deer. I didn't get angry at him. Instead, I uttered the sound he had learned from our trainer that tells him it's a no-no. Don't do that kind of thing. And that sound is, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. It's loud enough for him to hear, but it is not an angry noise. It simply tells him that he should stop what he's doing and change direction. And I was struck, interestingly enough, by the struggle that I saw in him in this instance. He wanted to obey, but he also wanted to chase those two fawns. He did stop moving forward and then stared at them. When I called him with the here command, he continued staring longingly at the two fawns, which by now had disappeared into the woods. So I said, Scooby, here. And he ultimately decided that it was more important to obey my command than run off and chase two fawns. He turned to me with almost a smile, if that's possible, tongue lolling out of his mouth as he literally bounded back toward me and my wife. He had decided in an instant it was better and more rewarding to obey, and he did that. It literally, He literally let go of the idea to chase those deer. And when I saw the struggle he went through and ultimately overcame, it reminded me that my relationship with God is often like that. There are times I will be at a crossroads, and I am simply to obey what I know to be true, choosing the direction God wants me to go in instead of what I might want to do. I might stare longingly for a brief moment as I consider my options, but in the end, I always need to do what God wants so that I do not stray. So that night, Scooby proved he prefers doing what I want him to do rather than what he might want to do. When he continues, you know, he comes to that fork in the road. He's willing to do what I tell him to do rather than follow his own animal instincts. That's big. That's huge. That is an absolutely amazing dog who clearly sees me as the alpha male, someone worth obeying, and he wants to make me happy. It is because I've taken the time to love and respect Scooby and how I treat him. Is that it? He certainly doesn't obey me out of fear, but it's clear he obeys me out of a desire within him. He continues to want to show me that he trusts my commands by doing what I ask and expect him to do. You know, my goal as a Christian is to emulate that very same attitude where God is concerned. I want to know, I want God to know that I know he literally owns me, that I am so grateful he gave his life for me and calls me his own. And in return for that, though I may hesitate here and there, I need to ultimately obey him, doing what he wants me to do at every turn and doing so with absolute gusto, just like Scooby, bounding to him with a smile on my face and love in my heart for him. You know, I have a feeling that there are going to be a bunch of other lessons that God is going to teach me through this dog. And I'm looking forward to them, I hope. We'll see what happens. And I'll keep you posted from time to time. But thanks so much for listening to this. And I pray that until we meet again, God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo, Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective.